This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is Bible at awr dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. From the studio of Adventist World Radio, Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope.
to know more on our programs you are welcome to write to us on this postal address adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 41037 maharashtra india you can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www.awr.org before we hear god's word here's a melodious song of Adventist Media Center Pune We have Helen Jacob presenting God's word Our speaker for today is the director of Adventist Media Center Pastor Vara Prasad Jacob Please go ahead pastor Let's begin with a word of prayer The Father in heaven we thank you and praise you for all your goodness and love towards us Please guide us as we grow through fellowship in Jesus name Amen. Let me share a secret with you. The title is The Secret of Growth Through Fellowship. Discovery Series Guide Number 20. In the early 1960s, Brother Andrew, a man from Holland, smuggled a load of Bibles in his Volkswagen across the Romanian border and passed communist guards. He checked into a hotel and began praying that God would lead him to the right Christian groups, the ones who could best use his copies of the scriptures. That weekend, Andrew walked up to the hotel clerk and asked where he might find a church. The church was nowhere to be found, but the clerk looked at him a little strangely and answered, We don't have many of those, you know. Besides, you couldn't understand the language. Didn't you know, Andrew replied, Christians speak a kind of universal language? Oh, what's that? It's called agape. The clerk had never heard of it, but Andrew assured him it's the most beautiful language in the world. Andrew was able to locate several church groups in the area and managed to arrange a meeting with the president and secretary of a certain denomination unfortunately although both andrew and these men knew several european languages they found they had none in common so they the sat staring at each other andrew had traveled many dangerous miles with his precious cargo but there seemed no way of telling whether These men were genuine Christian brothers or government informants. Finally, he spotted a Romanian Bible on a desk in the office. Andy reached into his pocket and pulled out a Dutch Bible. He turned to 1 Corinthians 16:20 and held the Bible out 
pointing to the name of the book which they could recognize. Instantly their faces lit up. They quickly found the same chapter and verse in their Romanian Bibles and read, All the brothers here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The men beamed back at Andrew. Then one of them looked through the Bible and found Proverbs 25.25. Andrew found the verse and read, Like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. These men spent half an hour conversing and sharing just through the words of Scripture. They were so happy in this fellowship and crossed all cultural boundaries that they laughed until tears came to their eyes. Andrew knew he had found his brothers. When he showed them his load of Bibles, the Romanians were overwhelmed and embraced him again and again. That evening at the hotel, the clerk approached Andrew and remarked, See, I looked up at Agabe in the dictionary. There's no language by that name. They're just a Greek word for love. Andrew replied, That's it. I was speaking in it all afternoon. Have you discovered that beautiful language? In this guide, you learn about how God can bring all of us into this great circle of love. Let's go through a few points. Point 1. The Church Created for Fellowship Jesus established the Church in order to meet the basic human requirement of nature and support. We all have needs, and that's what the Church is all about. It's a place where we come to fellowship and help each other. Scriptures reveal a dynamic apostolic church which called men and women into a joyful fellowship that extended all the way up to the Almighty. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. 1 John 1, 3 and 4 A community of hearts bonded through contact with Jesus and with one another experience joy to the fullest. They're all speaking the same language, the language of love. Christians become part of an extended family. They become brothers and sisters in Christ since all have a kindred spirit. The broader the unity of belief, the stronger the ties among Christians. The members of the churches established by Jesus' apostles were bound together by their similar beliefs. Their love of God and the desire to serve Him and share His grace to the world. This close bond of fellowship was one of the reasons this powerless and persecuted minority turned the world upside down. Point 2. The Church Christ Established Does Christ have a church? Or is the whole idea of a religious organization just a human invention? Jesus answers, On this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell will not overcome it. Jesus is the anchoring rock. 
the cornerstone of his church. What group formed a part of the foundation? Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as his chief cornerstones. Ephesians 2.20 What did the Lord accomplish when the gospel was preached? And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. When Jesus established the church, he promised that the gates of hell will not overcome it and the Christian church will endure. It has had extremely powerful enemies, from Roman emperors to communist dictators, but the blood of martyrs has only caused it to grow stronger. When one Christian was burnt at the stake or tossed to the lines, several others sprang up to take his or her place. Skeptics have done their best to reason the Christian church away, but Christian truth competes more eloquently than ever in a scientific, secular age. One of the church's greatest challenges came soon after its acceptance as official religion of the Roman Empire. The church grew prosperous and eventually was corrupted. It seemed spiritually dead in the Dark Ages. The Lord always preserved a core of courageous and faithful believers who were in the bleak and difficult times shone bright as stars on a moonless night. Paul compares Christ's relationship to his church to a husband's tender, protective relationship to his wife. The church is a family with each member establishing relationships to the other members of the family and contributing to their well-being. Paul also represents the church as a living body, with Christ himself as its head. When we are baptized, we testify to our faith in Jesus and become members of the body, the church. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body. 1 Corinthians 12.13 The book of Revelation pitches the risen Christ walking among the churches, showing his care over them. Christ has never forsaken his people and he never will. Point 3. A Church with a Purpose Church attendance is vital for a Christian. We need the support of others to keep our faith alive and growing. The church always prays three other important roles. Number one, the church guards the truth. As a pillar and foundation of the truth, the church upholds and defends God's truth before the world. We need the collective wisdom of other believers to help us focus on the essential truths of Scripture. Two, the church is an example of what God's grace can do for sinners. The changes that Christ has made in the lives of believers give a claim to the God who calls us into his wonderful light. 3. God's people are his witnesses to a needy world. Just before he turned to heaven, Jesus promised his disciples, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria 
and to the ends of the earth. Found in Acts 1.8 It is a great privilege for the church to take the message of God's tremendous love worldwide. Point 4. Organize for strength. The church that Christ established had a definite organization. One could be included in or excluded from its membership. God's church appointed leaders and had a world headquarters as well as local meeting places. When they were baptized, believers joined an organized group. The church exists for mutual encouragement. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, at, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day of Christ approaching. This is in a nutshell what a wealthy, healthy church go, group does. Its members build each other up in the faith. They encourage one another. God organized his church to strengthen God's people and also to serve the world. We can do far more together than we can as in isolated individuals. Take just one example, the Seventh-day Adventist Church. We carry on an extensive medical work around the world, from inner-city health vans to clinics in remote islands of the South Pacific. Our educational institutions have brought tens of thousands of youth to a knowledge of a better life in Christ. From Loma Linda University, pioneering in heart transplants, to tiny mission schools scattered through the African interior. We carry on famine and disaster relief through ADRA. Local churches help clothe and feed the poor and homeless at thousands of community service centers. And groups of Adventist believers are sharing the message of salvation in more than 200 countries. Only an organized group dedicated Christians could have this worldwide impact. Christ and the apostles compared the church to a body and pointed out that all parts of the body are needed. All body parts are not exactly alike Yet all are important and all must work together in harmony. An eye separated from the body can't use. A hand cut off has no value. Whether we are an eye, a hand or only a finger, we can't be truly defective for Christ totally on our own. Belonging to a church, being united to other members of the body, strengthens us as Christians. Point 5. The Joy of Worship Deep in our heart lies a longing to worship God and that need can wither away unless given expression. How did the psalmist feel when he thought about going to a place of worship? says, I rejoice with those who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Psalms 122.1 what part does music have in public worship? Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Psalms 100 verse 2 
The Bible tells us that giving offerings is an important part of divine worship. Bring an offering that come on into this courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Found in Psalms 96, 8 and 9. Prayer is also a vital aspect of public worship. In Psalms 95, 6 it says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Bible study and preaching are central to New Testament worship. Beginning with Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, found in Acts 2, and from the time of the Protestant reformers to our day, every great religious revival has been based on biblical preaching. Why? Because the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. 6. What's right with the church? Some objects of the church is full of imperfect people. What Henry Ward Beecher said is true. The church is not a gallery for the exhibition of eminent Christians, a school for the education of imperfect ones. Since none of us is perfect and church will never be perfect either, in one of his parables Jesus reminded us that weeds grow among the wheat. When we read the New Testament letters of Paul, we discover that the apostolic church had critical problems and the church today often has serious defects. But please remember that no faulty congregation can ever destroy or disturb the great cornerstone of the church, Jesus Christ himself. So in imperfect churches, we must keep our primary gaze on the Savior who ministers to us. Despite its faults, the church belongs to him. So focus on Christ. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. Ephesians 2, 25-27 The church is so important to Jesus that he gave himself up for, for her. When he died for each of us individually, and for the church collectively. So church membership should be important to you. Are you a member of Christ's body? Point seven, finding a church. How many true faiths does Jesus have in the world? There's one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Ephesians 4, 4 and 5. Since Christ has only one faith, how can we know which one it is? Jesus gives us the key. If anyone chooses to do God's will, he will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. John seven seventeen. When we make a commitment to do God's will, he will help us see whether the teaching is from God or is only human tradition. The key ingredient when finding a church is examining its perfect respect for an allegiance to the word of God 
genuine fellowship is built around scriptures not just around a charismatic leader or a great institution continue making discoveries in these guides walk in the light as god reveals it to you from the bible and he will make plain his will for you a growing christian is a person who opens heart and finds to accept the truth as god reveals it from his word let us close with a prayer thank you lord for the message guide us through your holy spirit so we can grow through fellowship with you and the church In jesus name Amen. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 41037, Maharashtra, India. And you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at Gmail dot com. You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism CDE zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero one seven zero four, or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is. Plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three, and you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H e l e n r i c h e s v at Gmail dot com. We invite you to visit us on our website, www.awr.org. This is David, and I am Madhuri, signing off at AWR. Do join us again, along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless. This is the Adventist World Radio, and you are listening to the Voice of Hope. For more information, please feel free to write to us. Our email address is bible at awr dot org, or you could also call us on WhatsApp at plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. 